my name is Harrison Forrest. Uh, today's the 10th of December. Uh, I'm doing this podcast for uh, the question of if social media influences political participation in elections. I'm from Williamsburg, Virginia. I'm 22 years old. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the creation of social media along users, how this ad system was created, and examples of politics and social media and its effects. This topic is extremely important as social media platforms have made it possible for user information to be taken and manipulated to spread misinformation about candidates, policies, and a lot more. The first uh, social media website created was Six Degrees. It didn't last really long. And it was created in 1991, but I really want to start in 2003 on May 5th. LinkedIn was created for the first time. It was the first social media based for business purposes. This interface was made traditionally just for uh, people to find jobs and uh, be set up with opportunities in the business world. Not much in regarding to ad revenue at the beginning. After this, a very popular and well-known company platform, MySpace, was created in August of 2003. This company is no longer around today, but it was a big start for just the social day-to-day side of the social media industry. In 2004, MySpace was the first platform to reach a million users. This was a significant milestone in the growth of social media, and it only exponentially grew after this. I really want to start getting into Facebook, which was created in 2004, obviously uh, one of the largest companies today, also one of the most scrutinized. 2004 was the first year that Facebook started to start an ad revenue, which would start to get the ball rolling for other companies and increasing their profit margins. In just one year after MySpace hit the 1 million user mark, they hit the 22 million user mark. It's a huge milestone, especially in one year's time, just showing about what percentage of the population finds social media useful, enjoys it, and is really going to start being a target market for other companies to come in and innovate. The news side of social media didn't really come until 2006 when Facebook launched a new feature called Newsfeed. Uh, really provided the user with instant information that is easily attainable. Before this feature, users did not have a central hub where they could view kind of friends' activity. This would allow people to see their friends, uh, what they were looking at, what they were seeing. Social media is a platform that is centralized around reform, growth, uh, always making the new thing. That's why the whole news feed aspect of Facebook is so important because it really makes other media companies take a look at what they're doing to innovate. And it's what honestly has brought us to a lot of the problems we see today. It's really one of the first examples as well is just the ability of a user to scroll on end mindlessly, almost half paying attention. Like I know I do, a lot of people in my generation do. But the thing is, is the information just keeps coming and coming and it's on one centralized page, which other companies would take reform and make their own models moving forward. A huge step in the advertising field was the friend feed that was launched by Facebook. It was an all new news aggregator to track and supply users with news content that would be found inter- interesting to the specific user. Uh, 
this feature gets the ball rolling for users to acquire information that they really weren't explicitly looking for. This algorithm was really aimed at creating content for the users based on their friends, similar content they followed. But in reality, this really furthers marketing campaigns and possible targets for user bases to influence their views and ideas. Really starting to get utilized more in the 2010s, but companies are now in 2007 able to target it and reach a market that they really never thought was attainable. After this, a year later, Facebook hits the $150 million in revenue for advertisement mark, which is seen by a lot of people in the community, especially those not in the social media industry. Also now, companies like Facebook are really going to start paying attention to their ad departments, just because at the end of the day, I mean, yes, it's about user happiness and all that, but the, the thing is, for profit margins and everything else, if you can create good ad revenue, it only further increases the profitability of your company, which helps the shareholders, but really leads down a negative path because people can take advantage of these gaps and lack of regulations. Now after this, Facebook creates a like button, which is another thing that leads to a kind of dark hole in that things that get more likes and more shares are more likely to see, be seen by more people, which is kind of targeted by a lot of marketing companies. But when it's dollars and cents, when you worry about the political participation, it's outside nations, campaigns, and political parties that are using these to reach a group of users that they normally wouldn't be able to spread false information and cause overall division in our nation. The problem is with a lot of posts are that, that are being shared there at the time and they're being implemented now, which I'll get to later, but there wasn't a way to fact check other than if you particularly knew the information yourself, but people could put false information out there that a certain user base would want to see comes shared over and over again. Now, this is directly affecting political participation in that a user is seeing information that they want to see or it's false information and it's affecting how they're voting. And if it's affecting how they're voting, it's going to affect the, uh, the political candidates and everything else. And the more that during this time and the mid 2000 to 2010, individuals and groups are beginning to recognize the power that these social media marketing campaigns have. And it's just only going to continue to grow. And then as I, I'll get to, it's gonna, we're going to see outside influence such as Russia. Now, going back to the growth of social media in 2007, uh, 2008, social media base reaches 100 million users for Facebook. That's a third of the United States and should be taken not very lightly And that now with all these users, it's only going to make it more and more reasonable for people to want to advertise and spread information on these outlets. Now that the companies are really learning how to utilize this advertisement system, Twitter announces that users can pay to promote tweets and accounts, which can be taken whichever which way, but this is just another progression of what social media has become today and the issues that we're going to see moving forward. 
Now finally getting to the fun stuff or not so fun stuff. In October of 2010, the Wall Street Journal reported that Facebook users' apps to collect users' personal data regardless of their privacy settings. An invasion of privacy, one could ask why they're trying to gain this personal information. And I think the logical answer would be to market and sell their information to marketing companies and organizations so that they can better reach markets, individuals, or groups that they would not ordinarily be able to reach. This is one of the first unknowns that the public starts to begin to think that in internet-based outlets or accounts, like what information is being taken, sold, and distributed that would not ordinarily be allowed to or is being taken advantage of, and for what purposes. Furthermore, in 2011, November 29th, the Federal Trade Commission makes a settlement with Facebook that requires their platform for 20 years of privacy audits. The commission said they believed the company had fooled users into believing their information was private. Once again, kind of proving the public thought and that, that their data is being taken and manipulated as I've been speaking about. This gets us into one of the greatest unknowns into at what level is some of the information that is on these outlets being shared spread, and so on and so forth. And in 2012, a woman by the name of Alexis Madrigal created an idea of the dark social media, which is introducing kind of an unknown of an aggregate number of what a page or a post is shared. And it's an interesting theory of the unknown possibilities, kind of quantitatively analyzing the true number of individuals that actually see an article it's still around today uh, or a link you get page counts and things like that and it's evolved since then but especially during that time that can definitely make someone unweary jumping into 2016 mark zuckerberg who created facebook uh, was asked about the possibility of political influence through their website of facebook in the 2016 election saying that it's somewhat far-fetched and he couldn't believe how basically crazy of an idea it was down the line which i'm going to get to in one second but uh mark zuckerberg takes back this comment and uh starts to open the possibility of that this could have occurred which makes one think of that facebook may have played a role in understanding what could have been going on during these times now really getting into the uh, political participation of it, uh, the news publisher, The Intercept, made a report that the Cambridge Analytica took information from over 30 million users on Trump's behalf. Uh, Facebook stated that they didn't find any wrongdoing in this, but just to have this out in the open and people contemplating this as a possibility or someone even coming out with an article saying that it is makes one thing that it is most likely occurring. One of the biggest occurrences in the late 2010s was on September 6th of 2017 when uh, Alex Stamos, the chief security officer, uh, stated that the Russians purchased ads for the 2016 presidential election, which is the first significant claim outside uh, influence on political election 
in the United States, uh, Stamos proposed the idea that Russia directly aimed to manipulate users' vote involvement and who they voted for, which is a direct violation in manipulating political participation within the United States, trying to affect how people vote, who votes, what demographic, economically, or socially. It's really something that we need to start looking at to be weary of within the United States. And not but two weeks later, Facebook came out with a 150 million user estimation that those users could have seen posts from the Russian's internet agency during the 2016 political cycle for the presidential election. This is just a quantitative analysis of how significant these outside influences are. And one must recognize that this is just an estimation and this is just the Russian aspect of it. But at what degree is this truly happening? We really can't put a quantitative number at. Moving on, in March of 2018, the New York Times published documents from a former Cambridge Analytical employee that showed how the company worked to steal data of over 10 million Facebook users in hopes of targeting political advertising. So these companies are targeting users to affect our political participation and, and how we vote and how people act. And it's only working towards furthering the divide within our political parties, our nation, and all citizens. We start to see kind of uh, governmental recourse in that Congress uh, begins to call many leaders of social media companies, including Mark Zuckerberg. In April of 2018, uh, Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress about the possibility that Facebook's had been using its user-based information data to influence the 2016 election and knew about it. Obviously, he declined these claims, but uh, one must infer that there is political manipulation within social media, especially Facebook. The court also saw Christopher Wiley before them, and he claimed that Steve Bannon oversaw Cambridge Analytica's efforts to suppress black voters before becoming Donald Trump's campaign chief executive officer, which is just completely unreal that their campaign took it upon themselves to try to limit such a essential right within our country to be able to vote, who would vote, it's just disappointing to see these outside influence campaigns, especially somebody running for office that would want to suppress an individual's vote, uh, manipulate people with false information. It's just, I don't believe that's what our country was founded on. I don't believe that's how we progress as a nation. I mean, this is the chief executive officer of Trump's campaign. This needs to be taken more seriously, and I really just don't understand how it's not. I believe as a nation as a whole, we're not particularly taking this as seriously as it needs to be taken. And I think the only way to justify, validate, and further improve political participation and its efficacy are by 
spreading awareness of the issue that's happening, creating regulations around the issue, and so on and so forth. These companies now are starting, just like Facebook, to backstep, correct their mistakes, or at least show that they're making mistakes and they want to make progress into stopping this manipulation. Facebook implements a policy in 2018 where if you have an advertisement, it says paid by for so the user can see where this advertisement is coming from. But an issue with this is a lot of people that see these ads want to immediately believe one, it's true, they want to reshare it. And a lot of times people want to believe what they hear. You can see nowadays uh, websites like Twitter and Instagram have fact checking options. These are a good step in the right direction. I really don't believe that's 100% the correct answer. Also, you have to worry about who's fact checking, what's fact check, what information is being fact checked, uh, is being manipulated, and that what what the fact checking is. These companies like Facebook now are causing lawsuits or taking lawsuits against people improperly accessing data, selling data, selling likes, uh, creating fake sellers, data scrapping, and data mining, when in reality, they themselves have been doing that throughout their existence of companies like Facebook, and now they're trying to stop the outside sources when at the beginning, they were the inside source and they were kind of selling this user-based information especially speaking about these settlements from earlier. But we really need to take a step back, take a look at this, and realize the manipulation that's occurring and affecting our political participation system. Because without this, we can make mistakes in our leadership, and we don't want to become divided as a country. We need to come together, solve these issues, and work as a nation again. Because in front of our very own eyes, we're seeing voter suppression and manipulation throughout the country. And that's what I want to talk about on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I enjoyed making this podcast. I enjoyed researching this material. And have a great day.